Welcome back to the Untitled Podcast. It's episode nine. It's your boy, Justin. I'm Jalon. I'm Tony. Hey, this episode, we're going to take a little different turn. Um, at the end of the last episode, Tony brought up an amazing idea. And that was, let's talk about something a little different as far as music now and how it's influenced by not the people from the United States. So with that being said, who are y'all listening to that aren't necessarily hip hop artists and from the U.S.? Uh, I'll take a stab at it first, man. I've been heavy on uh, Burner Boy. I've been heavy on him, man. Like, I don't know. I was exposed to him during the. Um, well, I was actually exposed to him a while back when he when he dropped when he dropped that. Uh, what's the song? Yeah, 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 yeah. When he when he dropped that, I was like, "Hold up, what the world is going on here?" But um, yeah, man, I was listening to him back then, but I was uh, heavily exposed to him during the um, quarantine when we was like, you know, we had to stay inside and I was just listening to music and I was just digging all over the place and I came across him. I was like, yo, he is special, man. And um, Burner went crazy during the pandemic too. Facts. It was it was something. So yeah, that's me. Uh, I definitely agree with the Burner Boy one. And it just shows how much influence he has. It's like when I would take my nephew to the park or something like that, he's like, turn on Burner Boy, turn on Burner Boy. And I turn on something that's not Burner Boy because I want to hear what I want to listen to. He said, that's not Burner Boy. It just shows like the influence of Burner Boy on not even us, the kids. My nephew's four years old. So shout out to Lucas for knowing who Burner Boy is. That's That's what I'm talking about. That's what's up. I I love hearing that. That boy got got some good music taste. Yeah, a little bit. That's Man, for for me, I'm going to say uh, WizKid. Uh, so I feel like everybody probably got introduced to WizKid when he did the Come Close with Drake. Um, I've known about WizKid for now for like some years and stuff like that. But uh, the Made in Lagos album that he just recently dropped mm-hmm. um, with the song Essence on it, like when that first came out, because, you know, pandemic time, we ain't had nothing to do but listen to music. I remember downloading that album being like, yo, this is special. Yeah. Um, Essence is an amazing song, but like that's one of the many amazing songs that he has on that album. He has some with, uh, of course, you know, Burner Boy, uh, Skepta, who's a UK artist out of, um, he's a grime artist, but like WizKid's control that he has on the, you know, on the culture right now is amazing. I feel like you can't go too far without ha- hearing like essence with him and Tim's, you know, like, yeah. Oh yeah. Tim's is fire, man. Tim's, Tim's is fire. definitely. Yeah. For sure. Facts. So like with that being said, I, I don't even know how to transition into, to this conversation because it's just, it's so much. And there's so many different ways we can go into it. But like, I guess, how do you feel about like the Afro beats influence right now in music? You want to take a stab at it first? Jelan or what's up? Um, I think I, I like it. Um, it's it's a lot of different artists, like you said, Wizkid and you know Burn, but all them different. It's a lot of different artists that have it, but I, I feel like the difference about it because it's not about violence. A lot of times, all this other music about violence. I feel like with the uh, Afro beats and everything, it's more of dancing and enjoying yourself, having a good time. 
It's not more about, you know, these rappers, they're talking about nothing but killing each other. I'm not going to name the rappers, but I just like how the Afro beats, the regular, the soca, all of that is about dancing and enjoying yourself. Yo, that's a great point, yo. Like, seriously. I mean, it's like, um, I think it was during the quarantine, like, people was putting out a lot of, like, um, uh, words of affirmation type of videos and, and uh, on um, IG, making making people make sure to, to, to love themselves. And I came across a video from Diddy, and Diddy was talking about... Um, Burner Boy, as a matter of fact, as far as like how his music is 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 breeding life into him, like again, like it's just making him feel, you know what I'm saying, making him feel good. So that's what I get because when I when I listen to him and when I listen to other artists that are that are not from the U.S., I do hear the love, I do hear the fun, and that's something that is needed. But I, I find it very interesting that music artists that's within the states they don't really have that uh that that sound no more that actual cadence to make you want to dance make you make you want to love on your family make you want to uh, you know appreciate life so yeah man yeah i like that take tony and i'm gonna take it a step further i think the one thing i can say the artists here within the united states <clears throat> i'm not gonna say it's an agenda being pushed but we know what typically gets popping. It's like, it's a sound, it's a certain uh, quality and stuff like that. And it is very violent, but I feel like that Afro beats, that's the music as of late that I feel like inspires me. Cause I don't feel bad with playing it around my daughters. You know, you can play with your, your family, you can still turn up, but also make you kind of feel like, you know, I feel that, uh, that, that attachment to the motherland, you know, the diaspora, yeah. like when you pull up, like I've, haven't been able to do it since the you know the pandemic, but like when you travel to overseas and stuff like that, to be able to have that Afro beats um connection, that soca connection, you know, it's it definitely feels different. Like everybody vibe the hip hop, but like Chief Keith don't always hit the same, you know, when you in certain environments. Like that definitely breeds a different feeling inside of you. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. But when you when you got the little soca love and you know, you can tell like the Nigerians, the the Jamaicans, the Haitians, like we all vibe to it. Like the African-Americans, we, we all feel it in us. You feel me? It, it's, it's something that is just a pureness. And like in my mind, I don't know if this is a connection, but I feel like I've seen a connection where I'm noticing as a whole, like the African-American community is kind of embracing their roots more. Right. Yeah. And I'm starting to kind of see even on a musical thing because in my mind, like growing up, like I'm dark skinned. So I had heard every different type of dark skin insult known to man. You feel me? So like now to see that all shades of, you know, the community are being accepted and like even the African music where like growing up, we had reggae and, you know, like dance hall and stuff like that. But I, I couldn't foresee a time where like, you know, Afro beats and truly African artists are being like praised in the mainstream. And like, you know, you can go to a club and hear WizKid and everybody go off. Like that shit still kind of like blows my mind, but in the best way, because you starting to see that connectivity between like, you know, the African-American diaspora, well, the African diaspora as a whole. And I, and I definitely agree with you. Um, I'm kind of going off topic of where you went. But a song that I think of that embraced 
Uh, I, I don't know if it was Africa, if he went to Africa or not, but if you think of French Montana, Unforgettable, mm. that song, I think, I don't know if it's Africa, because I don't want to say, was it Africa, do you know? It was, it was uh, Sierra Leone, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. okay, but a song like that just shows how much influence that had, because I believe that's his biggest song. He's been out forever, but he went to Africa to make a song unforgettable with, you know, the sounds of that culture and it blew up. So he's not an yeah. African artist. I believe he is from New York, but it just shows oh, how, where's he from? I don't know where he's from. French is actually, French is actually an African artist. French is from Morocco. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, well it, well, it shows. It shows that him, his whole career, he was basically the New York artist, the street person, but the minute he went to his actual roots and made unforgettable, that's his biggest song. Facts. True. 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 Yo, it was, uh, I don't know if I seen this on social media one time, but it was during the era where um, Migos dropped the song Bad and Bougie, right? Mm -hmm. And they was performing a song somewhere in Africa, man, and everybody was going ham at that concert it was like what clip you talk about like i mean the way that i felt that video it was more so like man our people know exactly what that cadence is you don't have to have the african dialect to really understand it's it's all about the rhythm the feel, you feel it in your bones you feel it you know what i'm saying and then when, when you actually listen to that actual song you can feel the african influence the way they be all spitting and rhyming and going back to the hook. And I mean, it, it was just a, it was just a nice, nice flow. And that's what we're getting now when it comes to um, uh, some of these um, um, artists that are um, overseas. Um, they're putting that influence back into the music, that cadence of love and rhythm and feel, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're putting substance into it. Substance. Like Exactly. They're adding their own flavor of like consciousness without being like, you know, over bombarded. You know, and it's not common, it's not most F, it's not Talib Kwali. But if you listen to like an Essence song, you I mean like a Tim song, like the Essence, mm -hmm. you feel you feel what they're talking about in a way that doesn't feel like oh risque. Like I love hip hop, I love R and B. But everybody knows there's like certain songs that you don't always feel comfortable playing for like all age groups. Facts. You know, you throw a cookout for the family. It's just like, ooh, damn. Like, I want to put on like Cardi or Meg the Stallion. Like, I just don't want to play that around my grandma. You know, like, I don't I don't want my daughters. Like, I have like five niece, nieces. I don't know the proper term to say it. But I went to a little uh, slumber party and there was like 30 girls in that. Right. And they put on uh like WAP and all the girls were, like under 10 and they knew every word to the song. What? And I was just like, oh, this shit don't make me feel good. Like, you know, I'm cringing on the inside. I'm just like, I know they don't understand what they're saying, but the fact that they know the words, I'm just like, that's not what I want, you know. That's not the music I want to stick with them and stuff like that. So I'm really happy to know that like, you know, the Afro beast is really starting to penetrate where you can see, you know, Wiz Kid and the essence and stuff like that. That song where now kids know and like Lil Lucas want to hear Burner Boy because Burner Boy's music is very, very like when you listen to it. Yeah. 
is very oh damn he really talking about it i've had a chance to really listen to all the burner boys projects and mm-hmm. like bro got consciousness like oh yeah you know, very you feel much. me like he and his visuals too they really match what he's talking about so i, I really i really love that um where where music is right now in the international flavor yeah like i mean we can even uh uh segue as far as like because we already know that it's making hip hop grow in a in, in a conscious way that is um, better than how it was stereotyped back in the back in the day. But like now, R and B artists from overseas is like mm-hmm. really making big waves based off of the conscious tip. And um, yeah, man, you could you could you could I don't know you could throw uh, uh, LMA in the mix. Facts. You could throw. Uh, Mahalia, yeah, Mahalia. you Love can even throw Adele. Adele, she has her facts. own influence. Like facts, it's facts. it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Can I? I want to throw this group in because doing this episode, I wanted to make sure that everybody got represented in all the uh, in a fair way to mm-hmm. really kind of get our listeners to understand. So doing this, everybody knows Floor Tree. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Marsha Ambrosia. Um, and they are from the UK. So you, people might not have known that, but like the influence of, let's say like the UK and international artists has always, always been there. A Sade. Yeah. Sade is a British born Nigerian singer. You know, we've always kind of seen in R&B and hip hop there, like these little one-offs where it's just kind of like, oh, okay. That artist is fire. Like I'm a I'm a huge fan, and she's not necessarily R and B, but Amy Winehouse. I love myself some Amy Winehouse. Like she's a very talented artist that kind of puts you in the frame of Adele. So like we've always had these artists that kind of sneak in and sneak themselves out. But like now, I feel like there's a takeover happening that a lot of people ain't really paying attention to. You're right. I completely one hundred percent agree. I mean, all of those artists that you named, they definitely had a huge influence. Like, I'm going to speak about this duo, man. And it's one of my favorite hip-hop duos. But no lie, they had me fooled. I thought they was from overseas, when you know, back in the early 90s and stuff. But no, not at all, dog. Um, I'm talking about Camp Low. You remember that uh, group? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was their accent. Their their accent was so thick. They from the Bronx. Their accent is so thick that I thought they were from the UK. That's how that's how thick I thought that you know, I mean like it was just weird and like if you listen to their music, even the, if you see them too. Right. Like it was like they was on a whole different planet. They probably had influence out there over overseas, but if you listen to their music now, man, and I mean, you know, old school stuff now, you can hear some of the contemporary sounds that you hear from the UK right now in their music right now. It's crazy. That's so, that's a fact. That's 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 super. That's super fact. For real. Uh, I want to bring up. Yeah, they have, yeah, my mic was messing up. I'm like, hold on, I'm talking. Y'all keep talking. I'm like, man, I'm pissed. All right, but listen. Anyway, I'm here. I'm here. Thought we was ignoring them. Nah, I had good points, and I'm like, yo, like, what's going on? And I'm plugging. I'm like, yo, 
Oh, it's like the Tony and Justice podcast. <laughs> I was wondering why he's over there quiet. I'm like, this is the longest Jelan had been quiet. Yeah, 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 that's what it was. He really didn't do no research. No, I <laughs> <laughs> nah, but something I wanted to bring up, um, as y'all say, is like artists from the UK and from Africa and from different places. But another way that influence is like sample wise. Mm. So a lot of times what I think of is a New York artist. So a lot of times, like in New York, they have Jamaicans, Haitians, uh, all, all, everybody, West Indians, people from all over the place in just one spot. And it's similar to like Toronto or similar to like Florida. So you have all these people in one spot. So like a lot of New York artists were inspired by, you know, reggae music and they had it as samples in their music. So like an artist that I think of is, uh, I think of Foxy Brown. Oh, I think yeah. of, uh, I don't know if you have the song, Oh Yeah, but she's oh, actually yeah. Jamaican. And she sampled, you know, sampled that for that. I think of uh, Jay-Z. He had multiple songs where it yeah. was like Jamaican influence. You think of uh, Bam on his own. Uh, Sister Nancy. That's yeah. true. You think of uh, Lucifer on his Black album. You think of, um, what else? Jay-Z had quite a few. And I also think of Elo Cool J, if y'all know the song, Doing It. That's actually a sample as well. Wow. Um, but it's just a lot of, I don't know if y'all, y'all want to continue on step, but just so many influence sample wise, because you got to think about the producer is not, you know, from that area. So they're going to get more influence from what they like. So they might be like a Jamaican producer or, you know, they might have some West Indian influence that makes the song what the song is. Nah, nah, I'm actually kind of keep going with that because I know like a lot of New York artists, even if they didn't rep it, a lot of them are like first generation something. Yeah. I know, like, uh, yeah. I will like Biggie. Biggie, what Biggie. was he? Jamaican. That's a great example. Um, like, yeah. yeah, he was Jamaican. So that that influence is always there, even when people don't know it. Like, even when you think about a Tory Lanez, Tory Lanez's biggest song is what well, one of his. I'm not gonna say his biggest love. song, but his. No, 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 no. Inter- no, no, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. everyone fought. No, nah, it's love. That's where I was. Love. Going yeah, with yeah, that. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. But that song is a sample of a song that most people know, Tonto, Metro, and Devante, Everyone yeah. Falls in Love. You can play the regular version in the club, even though the song came out in 99, yeah, everybody's wow. still going up. Yeah. It's still going up. Like More people probably want to hear that version than like Tory Lane's version. So it is so true. Another song I think of when I think about like, the influence, and I, I have to always lead with this. I realize my experience is different because I lived in South Florida, so it is a lot of culturally, like, homogenous. A lot of stuff is mixed in. Mm-hmm. But, like, the song, Wayne Wonder, No Letting Go. Man, that oh, song is like, What? Love that song. It, that song is like, if that you want to hear that in the club, I'm waiting. Like, yeah. you know, when that come on, you feel me getting your wine on, but that's a song that, even if nobody knew Wayne Wonder, as an artist outside of that song is like he's big in his space in that genre. Yeah. But everybody knows that song. Like, you know, people of the diaspora know that song. Like Wayne Wonder's a legend. White folks might not know who he is, but like, you know, let that song do 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 that that song go on, it's a rap. I know that wasn't the beat for it. Yeah, that definitely wasn't. <laughs> in my head, in my head, it sounded more like what it was. But hey, man, leave me alone. Oh, so you can try it again, man. We got, all, we got, all, we got all days. Our podcast. I, I got some, but I know that part. You know that, but the beat, bro. You the, you the, you the producer. <laughs> 
Mm-mm. I just want to bring up another uh, artist. Um, I was thinking of um, ASAP Ferg. He has a song called Shaba. That's true. So he's pretty much he's pretty much yep. talking about Shaba Ranks, which is a yep. a popular artist. So it just it's so many influences are not even just. They're, they don't have to be from there, but they influence, you know, the American culture here. Because I, I don't know where Isaac Frank is from, but he might be from somewhere too. But I, but I feel like when you have those communities that are like the New Yorks, like the South Floridas, cultures, I can speak for South Florida, cultures are so woven. So like for me growing up, um, it wasn't necessary. Like we didn't really have, it was a lot of different, like just ethnicities. You had Puerto Rican, Dominican, mm-hmm. Cuban. Haitian, Bahamian, Jamaican, Peruvian, and like y'all all would be on like this in the same neighborhood. So like I knew reggaeton, you feel me? So like yeah. I, I knew about it because like my Puerto Rican homies. So you they would put you on this stuff. So like also I think about like in the 2000s, for an example, even in the 90s, there were big artists like for an example, Sean Paul. Sean Paul was major in the 2000s. Yeah. He was a mainstream artist in America doing reggae. Yeah. Yeah. So look how he influences. And like, you know, to think about that, like how hard it is to cross over from a, from like that, that's not to happen often. You feel me? Like a lot of our music goes elsewhere, but not, not a lot of people music come here. So like for Sean Paul to really, you know, get busy, Girl, that you know, yeah. Sean Paul was that dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beyonce, all them artists after him. Yeah, facts. He did a song. Be- yeah. Well, yeah, but to do a song with Beyonce. Yeah, it's big. It's big. Yeah. At, at any point, so I think about like that, and even like the Mister Vegas. Mm. I know most people probably won't recognize his name, but the head tie, killer with you know. Yes, I know. You that. feel me? Like that yeah. that song. I think a lot of people don't know the names of the artists, but they know the songs. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. That's definitely true. Yeah. Yeah. Now I want I want to take this a little different. So I'm thinking about like Sean Paul, and I'm thinking about the videos. You know, they had the videos like with the dancing and stuff like that. Have you ever been to like a party like that? So like they have in a basement kind of vibe with just like you know reggae soca kind of music. Yeah. 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 Yo, like, y'all I, I actually y'all never, been. Never, never been. Never been. Nah. I I will I will say this. Any for anybody um that's of the diaspora, it's something that you have to do. I've also had the privilege of uh going to Caravana in Toronto, which is Carnival. Oh, I've also had the privilege you. of mm. doing it in Trinidad too. So I've done Lucky Carnival you. in like Tobago. So like for me. Bro, like I'm really ta- like I ain't one of the people that talk about being the culture. I want to go and see how other people that are our skin folk live and do the stuff. So it feels nice to you know really be in that you know. But those parties, like the little soca joints. Jamal, we went to the um, what was the Afro soca? Afro soca. Joint. That was the most. That was the most fun I ever had, man. That was, and you said that was like a mellow version of. Oh yeah, it's a mellow version. It's a mellow yeah. version because the the one thing I can say about like a soca or a dance hall or reggae event, you know how like when you go to the club, like people like ladies don't want to dance. Yeah, yeah. It's not like that in a in a soca joint. The thing is, like they go there, they don't want to hear no hip hop. Don't play no hip hop. Don't play no R and B. They want to hear soca. They want to hear dance hall. 
and they dancing. But the thing hard, is, they dancing hard. They dancing real hard. But the thing, the, the the honest truth is, most people, most American men, if you don't have any type of like island influence or know the music, you're gonna be totally clueless because you're like, bro, what is this song? Yeah. Nah, I ain't gonna lie. I'm clueless. I don't know what that song is when you go to the left and you go to the right. Like, I need to warn uh, me ahead of time. No, because if you don't like, warn me ahead of time, I'm lost. I know I was caught clueless. off guard. I don't, look, I don't care. I know I'm gonna be clueless. If I was to ever go to that part, go to a party like that, it's done, man. Y'all, y'all mind as, y'all might as well, you know. I don't know, but <laughs> next time Afro Soka Love come back in the town, we all gotta go. And what I do to y'all, I'll like I send y'all a little playlist because there's like within the diaspora, y'all know like it's like being from the south. There are certain songs that like Southerners know. Yeah, that when it go when it when it play, it's like yo, that's my shit. And it's like that from New York. You know, there are certain songs that like New Yorkers play, and it's like boom. Uh, I remember seeing it for like cats from like uh, Baltimore and DC. Mm. Like nobody turns up harder than folks from DC when they play go go. Yeah, the rest of the club could be like, bro, what is this? But like cats from DC, re- DMV really be going up, and that's the best way to kind of like, I guess, analogize kind of how the soca stuff is. There's just certain songs that are like, you know very just just cultural you know when they play yeah. it it's gonna get played it's like back that ass up at the club it's gonna get played at a soca event so you kind of gotta know what to do you feel me and you gotta be able to whine a little bit and you know oh man look i got rhythm i ain't worried about that but <laughs> but i do have a question though do i need like a mouth guard or some knee pads <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, I, 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 I was, I would say, you know, uh, mouth guard not necessary. All right, um, but, but knee wise, you, you might have to like limber them up a little bit because you gotta go back to this man. Come on, man, you <laughs> young, you young. Come on, man. No, no, I'm not. I'm not even saying that. It's like it's a different style of like dance, though. Like, yeah. Jalan, you've been to the Soka Joint. It is literally upbeat the whole time yeah, like soak yeah, is an yeah. upbeat dance so if you had a four-hour party it's upbeat dancing Good you know man. ain't really too many it ain't too many slow songs in that whole way you know bring a flag rep some colors I store see. it up in there nah you nah, know nah. Don't, don't bring no colors if you ain't no don't false rep bro just be american no 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 this is what i'm gonna say this is what i'm gonna say and all, all of us here have some, have some uh have some form of uh let's say like African ancestry. Oh yeah, because, facts. You know, so that's to me is not false repping if you are showing appreciation to like that country. Like especially if you David, know it. I know mine. If you know it, you feel me? Like yeah, I yeah. done mine. So, throw it up, bro. Throw it up. Right. You know what I'm you, saying? You feel me? Throw Nigeria it up. all day. Nigeria. Hey, hey. <laughs> you feel me? That see, Tony, we got that. I done done right. my African ancestry. I got. I'm like yeah. you know. I know, you know, Niger boys, we out here. You yeah. feel me? Yeah. So, you know, you can do it. it. Ain't it ain't it ain't bad, you know. Jal- the funny thing is the one person here who can rep the most is Jalan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jamaican the guy is, yes, yes, sir. And 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 he I big facts. <laughs> you know. Listen, what happened was I moved to North Carolina too early before I was able to get cultured. So now I'm just like, you know, this came over here. Don't 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 blame that on that. You know, don't blame that. 
You it's always okay. gonna be what you are, dog. You are. It's fine, bro. It's fine. You we go we gotta go to Guyana and we gotta go take a trip to Jamaica so you can feel your roots. Now you might need a mouthpiece. Jamaica's, Jamaica's dangerous, I heard. I heard if you you get the resort, it's it's curtains for you, man. That's what I heard. All right, so this is what I will say though. I will I think this is my random ass travel rant. Americans tend to portray a lot of places as dangerous just to kind of create that fear. Cause I heard the same thing about Trinidad, right? And I was in Trinidad for two weeks and we all look like the people that look over there. What, what gets people in trouble is those people live a life of poverty. Don't go over there stunting. You feel me? Yeah. Like that, that don't do that anywhere. Don't go to New York and go to the hood and be stunting. Like, so if you know how to move around in any city, be yourself, be respectable of the culture and stuff like that, you're going to be fine. People that get taken advantage of are people that go over there and they're not respectable of the culture. When when I went over there, I paid my respects. I paid homage. You know, I'm a very respectful person. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. So on and so forth. Like, I treat people how I want to be treated. You're going to be fine. But if you go off and you act in a plum fool and you feel like you're the toughest man in the world... Oh yeah, it's curtains for you. You know what? So, did you did you go to Jamaica though? Huh? You went to Jamaica? I went to Trinidad and Trinidad. That's not if the you same, bro. Like, no, my no, no, family no. actually went to Jamaica and they said, "Do not leave the resort." My family said that. What <laughs> you why? Wearing, you wearing <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let, let me let me tell you this though. When I went to Trinidad, right for uh car- for carnival, uh, they were like, "Hey, this year we only had seven murders." I'm like, y'all only only had seven murders and they were like yeah it's it's like so like Trinidad (laughs) is another one of those places where like you know they've had carnivals where like 15 people have been killed what what that's a different though I'm just saying they said they only had eight murders it's not saying we only had eight deaths eight murders yeah, and they threw it. They threw. They threw it real casual. It's like you know, niggas from Chicago when they be like, "Yeah, only like fifteen people got killed this weekend." It's like, bro, what? What? You feel me? So Yo. like, it it be buck like that. But like I say, I'm a firm believer of. I've been in, in certain environments. My family's from certain places, like Miami and Jacksonville, Florida, are two places that really get it cracking. You feel me? Yeah. Like, Google it. If you know how to move in those places, not to say that random acts of violence can't happen, but you typically gonna be fine. You know, strangers ain't really getting taken advantage of you know, unless they put themselves in a position to get taken advantage of. I've seen it, I know about it. Like, I know another place that gets it popping now. What? Raleigh, bro. Rough Raleigh? Man, stop it. <laughs> okay. here, we, here we go. Man. I'm just saying, bro. I'm just saying. That's why, I, that's why, that's why I'm in Charlotte now, bro. I couldn't do it. I know a whole city that's twenty minutes away from Raleigh that get that get it popping bigger than popping. <laughs> Yo, you know, good old I'm a, city. Because we on this subject, the one thing that I want to bring up, I've never understood why within our culture we have like this pride of saying who come from the most fucked up city. Right. <laughs> and I was actually about to hint on that, man, because by you talking about your um international experience that's kind of important like it's like the younger generation kind of don't know about that man like they don't know when you are not at home you got to be on your best behavior you got to be on your your best best behavior behavior. 
you know what I'm saying? Like, and that goes overseas too. Like, you can't get chocolate wasted <laughs> in Jamaica <laughs> in certain spots, or you know what I'm saying? Like, like you gotta really Don't be, be flossing the money. You feel me? Exactly. Yeah. Man, mm-hmm. it's yeah, what, what we see on the TV, you know? I think, Justin, what you were saying, pretty much we talk people say that, is because they're saying they made it out. So they said, in that circumstances, a lot of people can't make it out and be where I'm at today. So they say, yes, this was probably the most messed up place, but I made it out and I'm a better person because I went through that. So that's, think, that's the reason why they say that. I don't mm. think, but like, I feel like when I run into people, like, it almost becomes an argument of like, which place was more worse off like let's be honest like to me trauma is trauma whether you're from the inner city of charlotte the inner city of new york the inner city of miami or the inner city of like kinston north carolina trauma is trauma poverty is poverty yeah so if you made it out like you know that why why it's a certain thing to have those stripes and be proud that you made it out but like don't put another person down because like, well, nigga, I'm from like, you know, Compton. It's like, oh, okay, bro. Like, cool. I got a fantastic question based off of the, the foundation of what we're talking about right here. Go Hear ahead, me out. Me. Look, check it out. Check it out. Isn't that the same thing as far as us comparing Wayne Wonder and Sean Paul? Like, who is more authentic in terms of that sound? Do y'all feel my drift? Do y'all like, cause I know when I was younger, I ain't like, I was just listening to the music and I like both sounds. But if you look at the imagery, Wayne Wonder was way more believable as far as what he was talking about. Like he ain't even have to have another hit hit, you know what I'm saying? Which yeah, I think he I, did. I see where you're going with this. I see where you you're know, going with like, this. So like now we see people that are actually from there, like, Burner Boy, uh, DeVito, um, you know what I'm saying? Like these people, they're they're actually from there. They're giving you real stories and they're giving you love straight up. So, so yeah, I, I guess I must say, like I say, I keep I, I feel like for me, my my views are a little skewed. So with that being said, like Sean Paul is authentically Jamaican, mm-hmm. but the imagery of what people think authentic Jamaicans are are. They probably look more like me, dark skin, locks, and stuff like that. But don't disrespect this like that, man. huh? I said, don't no, disrespect just, this like that, bro. You know, it, it's, just, but it's continue. You feel me? You, you, but you feel me though. Like, <laughs> you, you know, it's like it's a it's a stereotype. So I'm gonna give this random story of like running into people and being like, wow, mind blown. So in South Florida, ran into a Chinese couple with thick ass Jamaican accents. Mm-hmm. Like really, like they look like Chinese people, but they had a thick patois, very thick Jamaican accent. So didn't realize that at a certain point in time, there were Chinese people that went over and settled in Jamaica. So because they settled there, you know, through just being a part of the culture, they're culturally Jamaican, but they're, you know, a- ancestry is Chinese. Yeah. So how do you tell a person that they're not truly, you know, Jamaican? You feel me? I see. So I feel like the whole Sean Paul debate came down to like, okay, Sean Paul didn't look like Shaba Ranks. He didn't look like Elephant Man. He looked like Buju Bantan. Like he didn't look like all of those typical Jamaican artists. But that that's his culture. You feel me? Yeah. It that's that's kind of how I always looked at it, and I feel like within 
the African diaspora, we we do this hard thing of kind of like making people feel like, you know, that that culture is not them because they'll look a certain way. Like I knew white kids that grew up in the hood or and they like when you hear them talk, it's like, bro, you sound like one of us and they know nothing but black people. Yeah. And it's like, well, you you're being a culture vulture. It's like they're not necessarily being a culture vulture. They literally grew up in the same neighborhood and predicament. They ain't having no choice. They're not acting. That's truly them. Yeah. Mm. I see that, man. Like, really on the on the cusp of this topic, like we could go even deeper, man, because there's other like uh black media um topics to talk about as far as like why are people you know in an internationally bleaching their skin to be acceptable let's overseas. go you know what i'm saying let's like go. like does that fit in this category here too because it's like we hear the sound we see the imagery and it's all love over here because it's in our household it's it's i mean we got babies wanting to listen to what's going on and understanding the culture so like why taint it through the image you know what I'm saying? No, no. I, 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 want, to, I want to start with that. Uh, I feel like I feel like it is true because, like, because like, Jamaica they weren't about bleaching their skin. I think it's because of the media. So, for mm-hmm. example, how I say how big Sean Paul was because he's light skinned You know what I'm saying? So that's what they said. They're seeing a light skinned Jamaican being popular, and you say Wayne Wonder or whatever his name was, and all these other artists not get as much pop as buzz as he is. Like, oh man, we gotta look like this guy. Uh, artists that I think of. This is not like. Uh, African or Jamaican, but also I think of was Mariah Carey when she first came out. They will say like she was one of the first black women to be on like the the TV, like on the main uh the main uh what's it called music videos. Yeah. Because people didn't really know that she was really black. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like I feel like it's it's the media that puts that on there. Now people think oh that's more accepted, so they want to bleach their skin. They don't understand. I think now people are more accepted of being dark skinned and beautiful, but back then. It was never like that. They had like the brown bag tests and all those things to make it seem like you need to be light skin or pretty much close to white to be acceptable when it's really not true. True, true. I'm going to keep that one going because I feel like the only reason that really changed is not give social media that credit because mm-hmm. the media can't really change the organic push what social media makes. So for me, like I said, I've only ever been dark skinned. So like I feel like in high school, for a dark skinned kid, it was no, we weren't winning because, like, you know, you had the Chris Browns of the world and stuff like that. So it's always been a, a thing of kind of media will curtail to certain people, even when you look at like the Beyonce's versus the Kelly Rollins. Like, they're both beautiful yeah. black women. We come in different shades. But how typically media has always portrayed, but keep in mind, the one thing I've always wanted like black people to recognize, we haven't owned the media. So you have somebody that doesn't look like us pushing an image of what they want to see. It's not for us. So when I think about like even the bleaching of the skin and stuff like that, it's kind of based off the fact that we're trying to fit into a a box that we are never meant to fit in. You feel me? Yo, that is perfect. You, you, there's a saying um, I've always heard. If you judge a fish on its ability to climb a tree, you're always going, the fish is always going to view itself as a failure. And I feel like that has kind of been African people, the diaspora, mm-hmm. when we've been trying to fit like Eurocentric beauty standards. Like, you uh, know, 
that is that that is that is always kind of been been my take i feel like now with kind of music and social media and youtube because guess what now we can control the image we're putting out there it is changing up where oh dang you know everybody is we feel comfortable like if you light skin you light skin i love you the same way if you dark skin you dark skin i love you the same way like my hair might not ever be straight but i'm still you know that's, a, that's still another beautiful. point that's another point on the hair because the amount of articles that i've seen and like post on the um, social media about students having to cut their hair because it's unacceptable because they have locks like that's that's crazy in itself how does locks you know what i'm saying change what you learn in school because you know you're learning not honestly you learn nonsense in school but what does locked have to do with anything? You right, see a lot bro. of jobs are like, you can't have locked, you can't have locks. I'm like, this it's, doesn't affect who you are. It, it's a control thing. So for me, I love history. History, it is what it is. It's just telling you what happens. And if I feel like you understand history, you can see how some of this stuff ain't necessarily really shocking. It's a control thing. Like, it's a reason why people, they call dreads dreads, you know, mm-hmm. because yeah. white folks say it. I call them locks, you know. No, my yeah. hair is locked because it's. And if anybody say you got dreads, I try to correct it. Um, yeah. But the term dread was from dreadful, so dreadful. it's one. Of, it's one of those things where it's like people try to control. Yeah, I'm not gonna go down a rabbit hole of you know like colon, colonial and imperialism and stuff like that. Or kind of what they did to kind of steal your identity to make you kind of fit within their culture and assimilate, but I feel like the black identity for the longest time has kind of been, how do we make the other groups of people feel comfortable? But you don't see that from Chinese Americans. They do what is there within their culture. You don't see that from Indian Americans. They do what's in their culture. I feel like now African Americans and people of the diaspora are now showing like, okay, we're gonna do what's in our culture. Man, I don't really you care know- if you don't care. Nah, I'm sorry to cut you off, Justin, but yo, that's some that's some real stuff, man, because like you're right. You don't really see all these other cultures bending. They're not bending at all to make someone else comfortable. And that goes to show how powerful this Afro influence is, man, because hip hop was based off of the foundation of African uh, 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 spirituals as far as through song and dance and storytelling if you really want to get technical and cadence you know what I'm saying so like now we we hear the true authentic the uh, the uh, the authenticity of the African sound coming back <laughs> that's something that we can never shake even if we try to you know bleach our skin and 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 change the texture of our hair and bleach our hair and dilute the color of our eyes and whatever the fuck man it would never change the sound it would never change the feel so like i think that we're getting back to that point now because i'm gonna keep it hot with you man like over these past couple of years really but i would say what sparked uh this uh trip or this uh thing of research or exposure or broadening my horizons as far as music is the quarantine, man. Like I came across um, Eritrean music and culture. I came across um, Indian music and culture. I came across, um, um, 
man, uh, Ecuadorian music, uh, Brazilian music. Like, it's all about culture. I came across Korean. Uh, they got this thing called K called K-pop. K pop. You know what I'm saying? K pop, bro. K pop be right. going like, crazy. No, K pop be going crazy. It's junk is bubbling right now. It is bubbling. K pop be going crazy. And bro. if you really think about it, they got their whole little hip hop culture. It's a hip hop culture based off of like, I mean, not necessarily, but it's like a pop no, culture, is. but but it, it but is. it has a hip hop foundation. You know what I'm saying? So like, it is definitely. Yo, it's crazy, but none of those cultures are bending for nobody. They're not bending for Western for Westernized type of perspectives and media approval. They don't give a damn. They don't know. That's just my point. But yeah. I just, I just want to go back uh, to the music. I want to go to one song that I love. It's a uh, Shaggy. It wasn't me. <laughs> so, <laughs> that is a okay. classic, though. That is a classic, it is though. A classic song. I just want to know, like, could y'all ever be that bold? Huh? Could y'all ever be that bold? Like, this song, it wasn't me. So basically, you got caught cheating, and he's like, uh, it wasn't me. You know? Could I ever be that bold? But he was lying. He wasn't bold. Yeah, that, that yeah, bro. Like it's like it's, no, but I'm saying they got caught. You got caught already. Is that it? Don't count as being bold, I guess. Uh, you know, uh, to each his own. Uh, to each his <laughs> own. No, yes. not, I guess it's not bold. I guess it's not bold. I don't know. For me, it's like, like, I, you see, like, like I see you. You see me. It wasn't me. You know. <laughs> I see your point, though. Like I get it. Like, but for like for me, me, I wouldn't even say it wasn't me. I'll probably switch that shit. It was me. And I was on that damn counter, and it was <laughs> especially if I if I got caught like right there in the heat. Nah, like what? Nah. Come on, John. Now. I'm not making no damn song. <laughs> 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 it's the truth. I'm telling nothing but the oh, truth. That's For real. <laughs> I don't know. Young Justin might have uh, denied. I might have pulled a shaggy, bro. Was it? Because I feel like I can talk myself out of any situation. Any persons that ever dealt with me in a romantic sense will probably agree to it. Like, you know, have a good way of word, you know, good way of my words. So I might have tried it. You feel me? Yeah. I might have tried it. She already caught you. So, you know, the, what's the worst that could happen? You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> but, but you talk yourself out of the situation like, no, no. See, you ain't realize I had a twin this whole time. I <laughs> need to, to tell you, but he, he was over this weekend. What happened to him? He died after he left. Oh, you feel me? Like, you got to so be it wasn't, on the feet. It, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Right? me. It wasn't me. I'm not going to lie, though, man. That damn hook was catchy. Catchy as hell. Honey, they made your chance on the back. They can't be giving it like, no. I'm like, yo. For real. That's fine, man. The one thing about that song is that you don't know who the guy singing is. Right. It's Shaggy. It's no feature or nothing. It's Shaggy. It it's wasn't a, me. I'm thinking a, it was his little sidekick, Shaggy. Ray, Ray Vaughn or something like that. <laughs> I, it's I random. Know. But, like, I watch a lot of music documentaries or, like, how or kind of what led to creating certain songs. I'm always interested, like, with a song like It Wasn't Me, like, how uh, did... What you know? What made them write that? And I watched the video. It was like on Vice or something. I was like, bro. And that neither one of them thought it was gonna be a big hit. And who do you know? Mm. Yeah. That's, that's, so what made them write it? Do you remember? Uh, I would have to go back and watch it because I watched okay. it kind of during the quarantine. Like I watched that and like another song by the Baja Men who let the dogs out. 
because um, my my youngest daughter loves that song, but like that's another song that like by some Bahamian dudes that everybody knows who let the dogs out. But that song was fly. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to. <laughs> that song was fly. Who let the dogs out? Who, 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 who. <laughs> but but the crazy thing about that song is what they what like what the dudes actually talking about because it's originally a soca sample. Exactly. So, so like he he's talking about pretty much it's like a guy's perspective of reverse cat calling. Mm-hmm. So and I'm like, I, you know, like when you, most people don't listen to the words or something, I was like, bro, that's kind of creative. You know, when you really think about like, you know, who let the dogs out? Who, who am I? Oh, okay. Ah, smart. Oh, oh so that's what that, oh, they weren't talking about dogs. No, they weren't no. talking about dogs. He's Never. referring to men, um, like, you know, cat calling women and stuff like that in the club wow. and stuff like that. So that's why he's saying, who let the dogs out? Who, 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 you know, that's what he's talking about. Like, if you break down the verses and stuff like that, oh, wow. I'm like, and really listen to it, I'm like, bro, that shit creative as hell, boy. <laughs> I'm like, yep. yeah. And, I, and everybody thought, he he talking about dog. No. <laughs> nope. 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 <laughs> Nope. I think they had it on uh, Rugrats. I think it was on a Rugrats yep. movie. Listen, yeah. and look the how they one, influenced us. Influence, the yeah. one thing I can say I've noticed with, I would say, music of the diaspora, whether it's reggae, soca, Afro beats, they will write something and you will think they're talking about one thing, but into fur- on further review, it's like, damn. That's a I didn't great even realize he was talking point. about that. It's a great point, bro. Cause I remember when I was younger, I would listen to a lot of like Afro type songs, and like for some reason, I just understood sex. Yep, that's it. That's all they talk about. I do. You get older, it's like yeah, they wasn't even talking about sex. Like, uh, um, I, I this is for Jalan, one of the biggest artists of the the diaspora. Is I actually named my daughter after Bob Marley. Yeah, and when you listen to like I've listened to Bob Marley, I think it's the Legend album, many times growing up. But as I got older and I really listened to it, I'm like, yo, Bob was spitting knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, damn, I see why he's such loved and revered. Like uh, this song, like Three Little Birds. Um, I have a book that I read for bedtime story uh, for my daughters. It's Three Little Birds by like one of Bob Marley's kids. And like, if you really listen to the words of the song, I'm like, yo, my man was really out here kind of giving you that like, feel good to kind of get you through like life music. Yeah. Like, I'm like, you know, damn, you know, like One Love. There's a lot of kiddies songs, like even I Shot the Sheriff. I love that song by Bob Marley. Um, But like a lot of his music was so coded that I feel like people of the diaspora get but like the 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 masses don't get because it's not necessarily relevant so those that need to know know but those that don't they never get it look i'll I'll tell you when i started to understand what you're talking about now as far as like listening to the lyrics of these artists that been around for years and really understanding what they're talking about right um it was a joint album and this was back in college, man, with Nas and Damian Marley. Oh my gosh, yeah. yo. Yeah. That album is very, very much so slept on because 
he was talk. They were both talking about everything that we're dealing with right now. Back then, you know what I'm saying? We ain't even know. Like, and you know, being in being in college, man, you know, I was on that, I was on that green. I was on it. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Was I? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I, I forgot, but I remember the influence. And uh I would I would listen to to that to that album and I'll just be sitting there in awe, like, yo, both of them are spitting some real stuff. And it was just a beautiful blend because Damian Marley had that, had that flow, had that sound, had that voice, and then Nas actually had the penmanship that can accredit what was being talked about you know what i'm saying so yeah man influence that's what it's all about yeah, it's definitely, definitely influenced my life man because i'll tell you like my dad i said in the last podcast that, that was our sunday church music like my dad is making breakfast playing bob marley me and my sister know all the words every single word every we probably had like one or two bob marley albums he played them full all, both of them full every sunday bro but like that's like I don't want to say like not in a sacrilegious way, but like gospel in the sense of lifting your spirits. Like when you actually listen to, because that's one of the albums. Like I play a lot, so I feel like my job as a parent is to influence my daughter's like musical taste. So there are certain albums that I feel like I want to pass down to them that they can play for their kids because like one day it's gonna click and it's like damn, you know. Pops put me on some fire shit. And the Bob Marley one is like, you know, that that has some songs on there that if you put on there, when you're having a bad day, you just like you sing, it's like, oh shit. It it, it music connects to you when it needs to. Yeah. Right. So you might have always known a song, but you'll put it on in a moment of need. And then it's like, bro, those words kind of become a medicine that helps lift you. And I I I found that in Bob Marley kind of, you know, going through some stuff. And I was like, bro, don't worry about a thing. Every little thing's going to be all right. God damn, Bob. Like, bro, you was really, he was in your bag. And I just thought like a little goofy song, but I'm really singing it. So it is that it is a lift your spirits out, you know, Bob. You know, he was definitely a big influence because I saw like a documentary of him. One of his performances was basically in between like a war, like the government I, and I don't know if it's Democrat Republic, I'm not sure what what it's called over there, but um, it was pretty much at a war, and he was performing, and he was able to, you know, kind of calm it down for the moment, and it showed how much of an influence one person was with his music. Can, can, I, can I bring up a point, and I want to say this, because it's off the back of you saying this, the one thing that I feel like the masses of always fear is the power of our music. Yeah. I believe that because even in that, I've seen that documentary and you're right. But even let's take it to where we are right now. When you see protests and riots and stuff like that, there are certain songs that as a culture, we sing it. You'll see people singing Kendrick Lamar. We going to be all right. You Mm -hmm. feel me? Mm -hmm. Like they're, you know, like there's so many, so like fight the power, you know, right, or, yeah. whether it's NWA, fuck the police. There, there are these songs, further, bro. I'm saying, oh, I'm sorry to turn you off, but take it back to slavery. Yo, that's how we escaped. That, that we is how singing, we escaped. We were singing songs that you thought nothing was, nothing was about it, but they were pretty much singing to let everybody know we're about to escape, how we're about to escape through music. 
I don't think that's I, that's a fact. I don't think a lot of people know. Our slave hymns were coded, you know, weighed on the water. Wasn't necessarily like, oh, okay. No, it was like no. We were because they didn't allow us to talk, so we had them a hymn. <laughs> And they was yeah. passing message low. Man, no, his history. That's, that's fire, bro. Like, think about yeah. it. That's fire, yo. Mm-hmm. Dang. That, that's... that, I always, I feel like we got to give credit to, like, our ancestors and our lineage in a sense that, like, in spite of all of they endured to be able to, and people always think of slaves as these dumb people. But to be able to have the creativity in all of that traumatic shit to to withstand and still be able to you know create stuff like that when you can't read you can't write and you forced to do that like bro it's people out here that are living their life and have the power to create the life they want that don't and make every excuse for it yeah facts you feel that's, me that's like deep. that's deep though i'm just saying you just think like your back's against the wall this guy you out in the heat picking cotton or you're like you're just in the house and like you're not you're not a comfortable situation but you're able to create a song I wouldn't help you in the house bro you, you, you probably would have Tony would have but you'd have been on the porch July you'd, like, you'd, have been, you'd have been able to see the house I wouldn't have I'd have been so deep in the field I know it was a house you feel me <laughs> Yo. yeah, like it's a house it's a fucking house Shit. Okay. I wouldn't want to be in the damn house. I'll probably be all in trouble all the time. But Tony out here in the field. You feel me? (laughs) What are you doing out here? Man, I ain't feel like I ain't feel like washing no dishes today. Said fuck them, man. (laughs) But nah, Jalan, you're absolutely right. I feel like I I the one thing I don't think enough people in our generation know, we're blessed to be born in the time that we are. Had we been born I think about this in the sense of, you know, like segregation. It's not as far removed as people once think. Like my grandparents lived through that. You feel mm-hmm. me? So had we been born 50 years or 75 years, like what we could and could not do would be t- totally different. Like within our generation, we've been able to see uh, a black president. You feel me? Yeah. There's nothing that we can see that can't be done. And for like our ancestors that motherfuckers just wanted to be free, bro. Like think yeah. about that shit. Like they just wanted fair wages. They just didn't want to get their ass beat for picking cotton. And it's like, yeah. I, I get frustrated when I see people of our community and our skin that like, they don't see how great they are. You feel me? Like yeah. in spite of all the country in the world that's thrown at us, we are the most influential people our music, you see it everywhere. You feel That's me? True. Like whether it's sports, music, fashion, everybody know who Beyonce is. Everybody knows who Michael Jordan is. Everybody know who Michael Jackson is. Mm-hmm. White or black? You feel me? Yeah. We influence the world. You take us away from the world. It's like taking the seasoning off the chicken. It's just bland. Yeah. That's definitely true, man. Definitely. That's true. definitely the reason why they have so many things are trying to hold us back. For example, like we were talking about the color. So they're making you feel like if you're not light-skinned, you're not, you're not going to be accepted. They got to cut your hair. You can't have dreads. I mean, not you can't have locks. You got to have short hair. So they try to like cut us down to make us feel like we're not as powerful we, as we are because they know we're powerful. Mm. 
True shit. That's real, True man. Shit. Like this is this is probably off topic, man, but it it goes into the influence of music, I believe. Um about some years back, man, I was getting my hair cut, man, and you know how it is trying to, you know, find a barber and all that, you know what I'm saying? So I came across a friend and he was real nice with the clippers, man. Nicer than a lot of people that I know. <laughs> But he was a he he was an Asian guy, man. Like straight up Philip uh, mm-hmm. Philippine type, you know, guy, man, and real cool, real, you know, down to earth. He was from the uh, New York um, area. He came down here, you know, just to make something shake, right? Man, got a hold of him. We was talking about Young Thug, and he was like, "I don't care what no one say. I truly believe Young Thug is a jazz composer. He's a scatter." And that just resonated in my mind, like, yo, like, I think that man is right (laughs) because he's not talking about anything with substance, but you can feel it. Isn't that what jazz is about? And there's there's a lot of people like in this genre right now, in this era right now, under the uh, Young Thug and Future era, that's not talking about anything. But when you hear it, you feel it. You know what I'm saying? And now we're going back to that influence now that's like really talking about some real content, man. We had some stuff happen with us in our society. We're going to be all right. Or we got we got some, um, we need more uh, more love, man. We need to spread more love, man. You know what I'm saying? Let's put on some. I really video. hope he gave you a good haircut, bro. A jazz musician, you saying? I I, 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 get, I get what no. you're saying, though. It's, I, I understand. it's deep. It's deep. Okay, well, explain it then. Explain it then. So, like, all right, you got to think of, like, I feel like most people, when they think of jazz, they don't understand. Like, there's a jazz was just like, like hip hop. There was a big, large umbrella with different subsets of jazz. There you go. So, at one point in time, you kind of had like the scat, like the beep beep bop like that type of stuff, where it was like literally, it would be a dude, he'll be scatting, that's what they called it, over a beat, but he really wasn't saying shit, he was just making sounds and it just was okay. a harmony. And I do feel like that with Young Thug because, like, I'm not the biggest fan of Thug because I just I have this like weird like love hate with hip hop at times. Yeah. Like the artists I want to be more prevalent and their message to be out there, they're not. But like you have people who really like Thug's not a bad artist, but like I don't necessarily want him to be the forefront of hip hop. Fact. You know, like I don't need a 10-year-old to really know every lyric to Thug. Like, I would rather that be a Kendrick Lamar or a Common or a Talib Kwali or a little brother or a J. Cole. But I understand what sells. So, like, that's kind of the thing. I'm like, ah, because when people necessarily, like, when they frame hip hop, they always put, like, the bullshit out there. Like, the, like, I like Keith. You know, I like King Von. I like a lot of real gutter hip hop. I like Lil Dirk. But the negative side of, like, these guys that made it out of their tough circumstances, it's not as easy as letting that shit go as people think. Like when you're from these environments, it's not as simple as cutting ties. Yep. It's not. Because nobody's ever taught you how to like, all right, cool. Like for an example, and this is random as fuck, but like it's you ever go out and let's say you go to a nice restaurant and there are certain words that you know how to pronounce like salmon, right? But then you like I know a lot of hood dudes like salmon. 
But it's simple shit like that. Like niggas ain't never been exposed to certain things. So they don't know that there's a, a life outside of that. But with the hip hop, that's the type of stuff that gets portrayed. And that's also the type of stuff that gets a lot of clickbait. The beefs, the the trivial stuff, the who got shot, you know, not the the rappers that are actually out here in the community trying to make the community a better place. Facts. Like, can I can I add a little bit to that, man? Like, for instance, Dreamville Festival. J. Cole brought out DeVito, first annual Dreamville Festival. And that whole festival was based off of love, man. Nipsey, Nipsey uh, Hustle just passed. It was based off of love. Like, so I get your point. Like, at that time, you wouldn't catch Young Thug at a festival like that. You wouldn't, you wouldn't catch bullshit at a festival like that because it was a lot of consciousness artists that was there under his umbrella. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But when I saw DeVito's name on the um the roster list that was there, I was like, what what is DeVito do? But then when I actually went, I understood because he gave that feel good, man. People's feeling good out Thanks. there, man, on that Don Julio in the mud. Thanks. You know what I'm that, saying? That's how, that, that was you on the Don Julio in that mud? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Sliding around everywhere. But look, it was, it was still the greatest. Did, it was a, the greatest experience ever because it was about love. You know what I'm saying? So, yo, it's like a it's like a cover-up now. Let's use the authenticity of the sound to make people understand the content. You know what I'm saying? And then people internalize it better. But if you want to hear bullshit, it's right over there. And they're not talking about anything, but hey, you know, you'll feel good feel, for the moment. You feel me? I feel like that's always gonna be the uh like the light and the dark side of hip hop. But I feel like the truth to it is what actually attracts people outside of our community in the suburbs is the bullshit. Like, you know, a lot it ain't just black folks that like young thug, you know, it's a lot of white folks and stuff like that that also like that shit because guess what when they're in suburbs like i went to two different high schools one predominantly black one predominantly white both schools consume the same type of music the difference is the kids at like garner my you know my high school me and jamal went to that lifestyle they consume the music because it portrayed a lifestyle that they were they were similar to they've seen it like you know they were they seen drugs they seen violence so they that that kind of speaks to them, feel me? Mm-hmm. But at, at the suburban school, they consumed the same shit because they didn't see that, and it just made them feel like they got a you know introspective look into the other side. Yeah, and it's kind of like you know it, it's weird because I don't think anybody wants to grow up in situations like that. But when you find music that portrays it, it's like okay, cool. Like I fuck with Cole when he talks about certain things revolving like crack use like my grandma's a crackhead i don't even like it's a it is a known fact i tell people that it's not a good thing it's not a bad thing it's just life mm-hmm. so for me like i don't necessarily glorify the use of certain drugs and crack dealers and stuff like that because i'm like ah, my family's affected by it but to hear people from the other side like oh that shit's hard it's like oh go listen to some garth brooks bro hmm. That's very interesting, man. And I mean, I just want to throw the disclaimer out there. Like, I'm not being biased t- 
towards Young Thug or any other artists that are similar. Like, because I personally listen to Young Thug myself. Like that, like that album with him in Future was a jazz composition. I don't give a damn what anybody <laughs> say. Yo, that album was brilliant. But but uh, I digress. So, but yeah, you got man. balance though. You exactly. There's a such thing like I'm not knocking the I don't always vibe to everything, but it's balanced because I listen to a lot of Lil Dirk and I loved King Vaughn. And if you listen to King Vaughn, like that, that that's a lot of violence, you know. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of trap, real gutter street, you know, hip hop. So they be storytelling, man. For they real. be storytelling though. They For be real. flowing like you know Vaughn crazy story. That that you know that make me want to do real illegal things. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about, man. The influence, the actual influence, man. Thanks. Dang, I didn't, I didn't realize the time. Jalon, you got anything? Because this is be going long, but nah. Basically, we, we hit all the points. Basically, we just showed how the influence of different cultures. Not even we went into you know the violence and everything. These different cultures just affect music, affects how your lifestyle is. I think we did a pretty good job. Facts. I think the last thing I want to say is the diaspora, you know, Africa one runs the world. Um, yep. You don't have to believe it, but if you really take the time to really sit back and look at it, whether it's music uh, or the pop culture, like hip hop culture has literally transformed pop culture. Like even within how people dress, like I remember growing up, even for sneakers, I'm a big sneakerhead, not as much anymore, but like only kids in the community wore sneakers and J's and stuff like that. But now it's like, that's a, that's a worldwide thing, but that that's because of how we dress. When you look at, uh, like even Tony talking about the, the K-pop, when you look at how they're dressing, that ain't how they grew up dressing. That's how we grew up dressing. Exactly. You know? Yep. Um, so to see that it shows that like, we have this unparalleled influence. Even when we change up the style, it's been that way from when it was back to like rock and roll when Elvis stole it from Muddy Waters. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like when you go back and look at um, oh, Rolling Stones, the Rolling Stones is actually named after a, um, not a actual, another artist, a black artist. So we've always had this influence on so many different facets of music that people don't realize but i feel like now we're starting to take credit for it and we're starting to monetize for it you know because money comes power and we get to really show our influence so that's the one thing i feel like i want to say before we wrap everything up yo it's going to get better and better man i can definitely see how the influence is going to um broaden a lot of artists coming out of I don't some of these places I don't even know about they gonna they gonna come man and they're gonna really give you a real good perspective and I truly believe it's gonna be a lot of content that's gonna talk about like real life stuff like environmental stuff I, I I think that that's coming next that's just my take but um I want to put the audience on to something, man. It's this radio station that you can find on Apple One. I'm not promoting this radio station. I'm just letting you know for the purpose of this episode under our podcast so that you can broaden your horizon when it comes to different music sounds. But follow a radio station called Selection Radio. 
It's by Radio One uh, and Apple Music, I believe. You can find it there or you can go to SoundCloud. Hey, it doesn't matter, man. It's called Selection Radio. Very good radio station. Mixes from all over, all over the world. Different influences. And it goes back and forth from hip-hop to R&B to, to, to Afro to, to uh, all that, man. All that. And it's just off of the feel of that day, of what that person compose <laughs> so highly recommend you do that man and follow your boy on her ig at tony sustains me yeah <laughs> uh, uh, actually i have something better actually we're gonna be dropping a playlist when we drop it on just tuesday wednesday when we drop this playlist we're gonna drop it when we drop it we ain't putting no dates on it because i don't know all right bet. so just look out for the, just look out for the playlist so you're gonna see all the culture that we have influenced us Facts, 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 and because Tony dropped that, uh, go go follow that. Um, please do and selection radio. Take selection radio, and I will also say this for those people who aren't really familiar with the other sounds of the diaspora: soca, reggae, reggaeton, uh, grime in the UK. Uh, take a step to broaden your horizons. Um, get on YouTube and go look up the different sounds. You'll be shocked to see how many different types of music by people of the diaspora um, outside of the Afro beats uh, that, and just hip hop and R&B. Like, we really influence in the world, uh, but you might not know it because if you're just watching regular media, they're not going to always show that influence. So that is my thing. I just want to let everybody know we really run the world. I know Beyonce said that girls run the world, which is true. Women do run the world. Um, that is a fact. But uh, the diaspora does, for real, for real. We push culture. We push it forward. And we can take this world to different heights. Just sit back and watch it. And with that being said, this is the Untitled Podcast. This was episode nine. This was fun. I'm Justin. I'm Jalon. I'm Tony. We out. And we out. Peace.